Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on... 12.50 a.m. The Fan. I noticed that that was missing the Milwaukee Admirals tag at the end. Yeah, so man. we'll remind you that this show is brought to you proudly by the Milwaukee Admirals. Check out that schedule coming up at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Yeah, and we've talked plenty about baseball the last two days, yesterday and today. I got to complain about Juan Soto. Mm, I have to. I felt this was coming. I have to complain about Soto being out of town. And, you know, this is something that goes with baseball in general. And, you know, I heard Bart talking about it this morning. I've heard Tim. heard him talking about it on the afternoon show yesterday. And just the way that baseball is structured and that guys can get paid exorbitant amounts of money and it really only gives, what, two or three markets a chance? L.A. and New York? The fact that the nation's capital is having to say, like, they can't afford a dude, that doesn't seem right. It's one thing if it's Milwaukee or Tampa or one of these sort of teams. No, no, no. The Nationals offered $440 million and that wasn't enough money. That's just crazy to me that $440 million is not enough money. So if we look at this, and I saw that Marcus Stroman was tweeting with some dudes about this. Again, Toby Altizer in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer today alongside Adam Roberts here on Sparky's Midday Madness. We're live from the Lakeland University studios, now offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. But Marcus Stroman comes out and says, you know what? When it comes to Juan Soto, $440 million wasn't enough. You kidding me? $440 million wasn't enough? Brett Rutherford tweeted out that they offered Juan Soto $440 million. They did not just allow him to walk in response to something that Stroman had said about the Nationals and what they had done over the last couple of seasons. And Marcus Stroman comes back and says, that's nowhere near enough money, sir. He's the best player of this generation. He's 23. He's a one-of-one. One. Should have handed him a blank check. To be honest, $440 million, Adam. That's the richest contract in Major League history he was offered, and he said no to. I mean, are we getting to a point in baseball where this is about to become some of the most ridiculous things we've ever seen? Juan Soto is obviously a unique situation in that he's 23 years old, already shown you that he's a stud player, and is going to be you know, one of the best players in Major League Baseball for probably the next decade, decade and a half. All right, that's fine. But the fact that he turned down $440 million, does that say something where we're at with Major League Baseball and that there's only, what, two or three, four, maybe five teams that even have a chance at getting guys like this? That doesn't give Brewers fans any hope that they can get a guy like this. And even if they do get a guy like this, they're going to have to do what they just did with Josh Hader. I don't like that. Well, Soto clearly knows what his value is. I mean, he knows someone's going to pay him that money. Yeah, I mean, the, the Padres are willing to give up loads and loads of talent to do so, but the fact that there's no salary cap in baseball, the different processes you have to go through with baseball, and that's another thing we can talk about too, 
and the frustration that Josh Hader had with the Brewers organization due to the arbitration process, which is incredibly foolish. And uh, I heard them explaining it yesterday on the Fan Afternoon Show, and we can kind of go through that again. Make sure you also keep it tuned here to the Fan Afternoon Show after Sparky's Midday Madness. Kevin Holden in again on the Fan Afternoon Show here on 1250 AM, The Fan. But the the fact that baseball is where it's at, that Juan Soto's being moved, that Josh Hader has to be moved, that these sort of things have to be done, and like Bart talks about, where at some point, don't you want the production from the guy as opposed to what you might get in a deal? But the Brewers and teams in smaller markets, they can't operate like that. And, you know, I know I'm preaching to the choir. I know that Brewers fans have been clamoring about this for a long time and the way that baseball is structured so that it's so far against the small market teams. But at the same point, when you have Juan Soto in D.C. and even they can't get a deal done, I mean, it's going to get to the point where everybody's only going to be playing in a few markets, and I think that's a bad thing for baseball. To to this point, Toby, I was thinking about this when I came in this morning, and the only way this changes, the absolute only way it changes, is if the powers that be with Major League Baseball hitch up their pants, go to these big markets and say, listen, we're going to have to make some changes to this game for the greater good because... At some point, it is not sustainable to have only two, three, four markets financially able to compete for these big names, and you're going to have to suck it up because if you're the big market, you'll still be able to fall back on prestige and get guys to come to your teams. We do, though, have to change things for the greater good. Like for I w- And this was what I was thinking about when I thought this way. Toby, you, neither you or I are parents. We do not have children. I think. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think it's pretty common knowledge that when you become a parent and, you know, Bart or Sparky or anybody here could vouch for this, I'm sure, you have to make changes to the way you live your life for the greater good of the family, the family. If you wanted to, as a parent, you could live in a 10-story mansion, probably pooling your money together with your significant other and have a very nice place to live then your kids could maybe have to eat like the, the, the crumbs that you find at the bottom of your pantry, but you'll have your mansion because you have the money to do it. But you don't do that. That's crazy. You make sacrifices so that your children can have a good life because it's for the greater good of the whole family. And in the same way, baseball has to come to a realization that at some point they will need to adjust their salary structure for the greater good of the game Because I think you'll agree with me, it's going to get very boring. And it is very boring when we have these big trade deadline days. And it's the Dodgers are acquiring Joey Gallo. Not that I think anyone wanted him around here anyway, especially not Sparky. But still, the Dodgers acquire Gallo. Eric Hosmer had a no-trade clause with the Nationals. He gets picked up by the Boston Red Sox, a team that you said you can't gain head or tails of with what they're trying to do. And then you've got the Yankees, you've got the Mets, and mm-hmm. you've got the oh, the Padres that someone on Twitter tried to say they're a small market team. No. No, a small market team doesn't get Soto, Bell, and Hayter, and have Machado, and have Tatis on that same roster. Just my thoughts. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that that's ever going to be a thing that happens because of the Players Association and all the things that go with that. But, I mean, it does seem a little ridiculous that in the same sport, you know, we can talk about this from a player aspect too, Adam. Think about this. Juan Soto just turned down $440 million to go play for 15 years with the Nationals, right? And those are the sort of paychecks that those guys are getting. Now, how about you talk about the guys that are in the minors? That's a, that's a whole other thing and the paycheck that they're getting. And then how about you talk about the guys that barely made the major league roster and are at the bottom, the 24th, 25th, 26th man, and they haven't gotten to a point where they can earn loads and loads of money and they're just going through the process right now. That's all you're getting? You're you're not getting more than what you've been... I mean, they're just not getting loads and loads of money. So some of these guys are walking away with 30, 40, 50 million and you're not getting a whole lot, much less starting with the minor leagues 
and looking at what you get paid as a minor leaguer, and you're not getting paid really a living wage. And look, if you want to say, oh, they're playing a dream, they're playing a game and all this stuff, I challenge you, go look up what the average minor league baseball player makes and tell me that that's a reasonable thing. They're living their dream. There's no doubt about it. They're getting a chance to play professional baseball with the hopes of getting called up to the bigs and making it as a major league baseball player, which I think at one point or another, any kid that has watched baseball or likes baseball at any point in time has dreamed about. We've all dreamed of being a major league baseball player. I know I did. But it's not glamorous living in the minor leagues, getting paid next to no money. Meanwhile, your top stars in the sport are getting paid 50 and $60 million. And it's different from the other sports because football, there is no G League or, you know, there's no minor league system. And I'm not sure how basketball's G League system works and the pay that they get, but you don't hear them complaining because I believe they at least get a fair wage that they can live off of, whereas minor leaguers are not. And football, if you're at the end of the roster, well, you're at least making the league minimum, and that's a solid wage. And you're still getting to be a part of an NFL franchise. That's not the case. There are guys that are going to play their entire careers and never get up to the majors. And in turn, they're not going to really make a whole lot of money in their time in the minor leagues. And I know some people are going to be totally against what I'm saying, and I get that. But at the same point, you should be paying them more than what they're getting right now. Because what's happened is, because of the Players Association and the way it works, you're going to continue to see the deals like you saw with Manny Machado and 10 years, 300. You're going to see the Mike Trout deals, 415 million. You're going to see Juan Soto rake in 450 plus once he hits free agency, those sort of things. But what's not going to be talked about is the guy only making a few million. And then you talk about the system that works with arbitration and all these things. You want to guess how much? Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff are making this season? I can probably look it up. Well, I know what they're making. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, let's see. Well, I know they're probably on their next extension would be due probably something crazy like 40 if we're talking for Corbin. Uh, right now, I'm going to guess 8 million. Try under 7 for both. I think 6.4 mm. for Corbin, 6.7 for Brandon Woodruff. And look, this is the sort of system that does help out the smaller markets, I understand that, allows you to keep your guys. But it does seem kind of crazy to me that Josh Hader's getting $11 million and he's on the way out and you're able to afford Corbin for the next couple of years and I'd assume his paycheck will continue to go up. But 6.4 for him. And some of these guys don't hit free agency till they're age 30, 31, maybe even 32. And so you can already start looking at what's Major League Baseball teams are going to say about them, well, they're getting to the point where they're past their prime, so we're not going to pay them all the money. So I think the whole system is whack. And then you look at the idea of how arbitration works. And for those of you that don't understand how arbitration works, essentially how it goes, and I think the crazy part about the whole thing is that there's no in-between of it. So the team comes with a figure that they say that they think the player should make. The player comes with a figure that he thinks he should make. So let's say Adam comes to an arbitrator with a figure that he says he should make. We'll use, you know, let's say $6 million, whereas the other, the organization says that he they think he should be making four. And the crazy part is the arbitrator cannot choose, oh, let's just come together and meet at five. It's either he's going to get four or the six that he asked for. And the way the whole meeting works Adam goes in there with his agent and he sells the team on this is why I'm worth $6 million. And he says, I do all this work around here. I do X, you know, Y and Z. I do this well. I do this well compared to these people. I do this, 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 and that. And then the team comes in and the organization comes in and says, well, you know what? Adam actually kind of sucks at this. Adam's not as good at this as he thinks he is. Adam actually isn't giving us as much as this other guy is on this other organization, so we don't think we should pay Adam. Does that process not seem like one of the most screwed up things you've ever heard of? That's going to be a fun clip to use out of context. (laughs) 
But well, yes, no, it is absolutely screwed up. And so, so part of the reason that Josh Hader maybe has had a little bit of frustration with the Brewers, and you can't blame him because, you know, as human beings, it gets a little bit frustrating. You say, oh, it's a business. Well, come on. At some point, these are human beings, and you have to think about this. Josh Hader, we talk about how before he was used in a role where he could get used for multiple innings, or maybe you'll use him in the seventh inning or the eighth inning. You don't necessarily always have to use him in the ninth because he was your best reliever. I want him facing the best hitters, whether that's seven, eight, nine, uh, whatever inning it is. And I say, all right, that's awesome. I love the fact that he's a Swiss Army knife, and that was one of the selling points on Josh Hader. And then they go to arbitration, and the Brewers say, well, he doesn't have a whole lot of saves. So, I mean, how valuable is he? Those are the sort of things that, and I get why you would want to avoid arbitration, and those are sort of the things that, you know, when you talk about this arbitration process and the fact that they didn't want Josh Hader to have to go through this again with the Brewers, and that's maybe why they send him out right now to San Diego so they can kind of do their own stuff out there, and maybe they'll settle before arbitration. But the fact that the Brewers and organizations are even put in a position where they have to do that, I think is absurd. Because you, you, you can't help a relationship between you and an orga- organization when they're coming out here and laying out all of your downfalls in front of you and saying, this is why we're unwilling to give you an extra million, an extra two million. And Adrian Hauser's case this year, an extra 700000 or something like that. Not even a whole million. And they're arguing against Adrian Hauser and saying some of the things of why he's not worth the money that he's asking for. So those sort of systems, those sort of ways that Major League Baseball works, I don't like it. I don't know how to fix this system, if I'm being honest. I can't give you a full example of this is how they should do it. I don't think you're ever going to get a salary cap in baseball. I don't think that's ever going to happen. But it's going to become a problem if all that ever happens is if there's top talent, they play for the Yankees or they play for the Dodgers, and that's it. That's a problem for Major League Baseball. They're going to love the fact that the Dodgers are competitive every year because you get the L.A. market. They're going to love the fact that the Yankees are competitive because you get New York, and that's great for those. But what about the other teams? Don't you want competitive balance within Major League Baseball? I would think that you do. It's awesome that the big markets are going to get guys, and that's just naturally going to happen. But you should be able to help out the other markets. And when you have teams operating in markets that are not even as small as Milwaukee and they're having to operate like a smaller organization because they can't keep up with the New Yorks and the Dodgers and heck, even the Padres, then that's when you know you've reached a problem with Major League Baseball. A fact that a guy is turning down, and I don't think Juan Soto didn't just not want to play in D.C. I don't think that's it. I think he wanted to play for a contender. I understand that. But saying, well, well, I mean... 15 for 440, Adam. I mean, I'm not even getting 30 million a year. Why, why, why are we even doing this? Come on, really? You're not even getting 30 a year. Since when did that become the barometer? If you're not getting 30 a year, you can't accept it. It's 440 million total. Is that not enough? I, I, don't, I don't get when you're getting offered the biggest contract in Major League Baseball history, and that's not enough. It's not like I'm paying you pennies on the dollar. I'm paying you almost 30 million a year. It's like 29. I don't get it. I don't like that Major League Baseball has gotten to this point, but here we are. Maybe I'm just a salty Nationals fan. I don't know, but either hey, way. You needed this time, man. This is a big deal. It, it just It's it's really frustrating because I know this is what Brewers fans have to go through, and I know this is partially what Josh Hader being in San Diego is, that this is part of the reason. You can't afford these guys, and that's fine. But the fact that everything is going to happen that only a handful of teams are going to be able to bring them in, it's frustrating. That's partially why the Brewers operate the way they do, and that's frustrating as well because I want to see a winner. I want to see a World Series here in Milwaukee, and I don't know if it's going to happen with the current Major League system. 414-677-1250 if you want to hop in on the conversation here as we complain about Major League Baseball. We'll hear from what Tim Dillard had to say on the big show coming up in just a little bit. But till then, talk with you guys, 414-677-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Toby Altizer. That's Adam Roberts. It's Sparky's Midday Madness, presented by the Milwaukee Admirals here on 1250 AM, The Fan. 
12.50 a.m. The Fan. It is Sparky's Midday Madness, presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Toby Altizer alongside Adam Roberts here in the Lakeland University studios talking with you guys about Major League Baseball. Want to hop in on the conversation? Feel free. 414-677-1250 or you can tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. Also want to remind you about our Road to Canton show coming up this Saturday. Leroy Butler has officially received his gold jacket. The Pro Football Hall of Fame Class of 2022 will be enshrined this Saturday, the 6th. The Wendy's Big Show will be broadcasting from Canton, Ohio on Friday with former Badgers and Packers running back Gary Ellerson and Bart Winkler. Also make sure you tune into the Road to Canton show coming up on Saturday from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. on The Fan. Bart Winkler will be live from Canton celebrating Leroy's career and his story being immortalized in Canton. The Road to Canton this Friday and Saturday on 12.50 a.m. The Fan, brought to you by Pick and Save, Current Electric, and Schneider Jobs. This is just really tough, man. <laughs> like, I, I really don't like the fact that baseball's got to the point now where these are the things that are happening. I mean, and they all went to the Padres. I appreciate an organization going all in like the Padres have done. And you're right, Adam. There would be nothing more Padres-like than for them to do all these things, make all these moves, and still come up short. And there is a very real possibility that could happen because they're still going to have to get past the Dodgers. They're still going to have to get past the Mets. And both those teams are going to be incredible. And the funny part about all of this is the fact that Jacob deGrom is going to be making his season debut against the AAA Washington Nationals tonight. And they're going to be getting back to full strength with DeGrom back out on the mound. Scherzer pitched last night. I mean, they're going to be tough to get out in the playoffs as well. Because you got to think about the Mets. They've been doing all that they've been doing without DeGrom. And for a little bit, Scherzer as well. And they're at where they're at without those guys. Now they get those guys back. And if those guys can stay healthy throughout the playoffs, they can match any rotation of baseball, including the Brewers. And I think you can make the argument the Dodgers could do the same. When you look at what Gonsolin's done this year, he struggled a little bit of late. But Gonsolin, Julio Arias, Tyler Anderson, and that's not even including their ace when he's healthy, Walker Bueller, And then Clayton Kershaw has been incredible again, too. So, I mean, this is going to be a tough year for the Brewers to win it. I still think they've got a chance. But, man, I've been preaching confidence in this Brewers team nonstop throughout this season. I really lost a lot of that confidence when Josh Hader headed to San Diego. Hey, real quick, Toby, I want to go over some of our tweets we've gotten on this before we get out to some of the calls. 414-677-1250. Matt tweets at 1250A on the fan. Honestly, who was the last team that actually, quote, bought a World Series? The Dodgers in 2020 are the only team in the last decade, even though the decade's only three years old. And even that was a COVID year and had all sorts of other factors. These huge deals don't usually work out for the team making them. I don't know if that's necessarily 100% of the point, though. It's about being in the race as well. I looked up just out of curiosity. I was just curious. Going back to the turn of the millennium, the World Series winners every year for the last roughly 22 years. Listen to some of these names. Yankees in 2000. Now we've got three years of teams like Arizona, Anaheim, Florida. Okay. From 2004 on, see how many small market teams you can name from this list. Boston, Chicago White Sox, Cardinals, Boston again, Philadelphia, Yankees, Giants, Cardinals, Giants, Red Sox, Giants, Royals, give you that one, Cubs, Astros, Red Sox, Nationals, Dodgers, Braves. Yeah, I mean, you definitely have to have the money to get the things done. I agree that you can't just buy a World Series just because you spend all this money like the Padres are going to do, like the Dodgers have done, like the Yankees have done, doesn't guarantee you a World Series. But you also have to look at this from a organizational standpoint of ticket sales, jersey sales. Look... Go to a Brewers team store right now and try to find me jerseys other than Christian Yelich. There's a couple, but Christian Yelich is everywhere. Why? Because that's your big dude. That's your guy, right? I mean, that's how it sold. Before, it was Fielder and Braun, those guys. 
if you can't afford those guys and they all head out of town, yeah, you might be able to field a competitive baseball team and they're still going to be fun guys. But is it as fun if you don't have your guys that you're a fan of in town? No, it's not. It's the same thing. You know, we've talked with Horvey about this plenty of times with the Cubs. And we'll get to your phone calls here in just a second. But there's nothing wrong as a fan if I say, you know what? Look, would I love to be good again and try and win a World Series? 100%. Do I want to be competitive? Absolutely. But there's also something to saying it's more fun to watch baseball or any sport when there's a good player on your team that you like. Right? Like, if you're a Cubs fan right now, would you be more excited turning on the television to watch Chris Bryant or what they're throwing out there right now? You'd love to have KB, right? I mean, this would be the same sort of thing that if Christian Yelich had been forced to walk out of town, and yes, I know, it's, oh, Christian Yelich, he sucks now. But if Christian Yelich had been forced to walk out of town and had continued to play at the level he'd been playing, you know what you'd be doing every single day as a Brewers fan? You'd be excited that Willie Adamas is here. You'd be excited about all these other things. But you'd be watching and thinking, ah, remember when we had Christian Yelich? That's what happens. And that's what's going to happen with a lot of these teams because you're just going to watch and, yeah, they went to the big markets and maybe they didn't necessarily win the World Series. But all your guys that you've been a huge fan of are gone. Think about the people that bought Josh Hader jerseys. Well, all right, well, Josh Hader's gone. You know, I, I bought a Burns jersey. How long am I going to be able to order Corbin Burns jersey while he's still on the team? Just out of curiosity, I went to the Brewers team store, uh, MLBshop.com. Oh, yeah, it's not. there's nothing there. But of Yelly. the of the uh, jerseys that are not just like your name customs, there's Yelich, and I found one jersey that wasn't Yelich, and it's for a guy that got DFA'd not that long ago in Lorenzo Cain. Mm-hmm. Lovely, isn't it? Doesn't make mm. a whole lot of sense. That's a huge way. Here's here's another one, real quick. I want to get to Lee on the east side. While you're on MLB Shop, go to the Mariners. Who's the most exciting player on the Mariners? Julio Rodriguez, right? Find me a Julio Rodriguez jersey. On it. I can guarantee you that they don't have it up there. Let's see. We've got I, At Griffey, least last time I checked, they didn't have one up there. Griffey. Another Griffey. That's awesome. But Another Griffey. There's Ichiro. Ichiro. There's Mitch Haniger. There's Kyle Lewis. Not the, not the stud, Julio Rodriguez. No, no. You got to customize it for that. Baseball has failed that way. Edgar Martinez. Yeah, let's let's live in the '90s, please. Kyle Lewis. They don't have one. I'm telling you, you can keep looking. They don't have one. Retired fill-in name here player. This is my favorite part, and we're gonna get to Lee here in just a second. You go on there. You did the Brewers one. Mm-hmm. Um, who was the Brewers' best player last year? I think he uh, won a Cy Young. Yeah. Yeah, you can't find his jersey. Oh, yeah, the guy that won reliever, I know he's not here anymore, but the guy won a reliever of the year award? Oh, yeah, 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 you can't find him. That's right. You've got a fan favorite that everyone chants his name every time he comes to the plate. Rowdy? Oh, yeah, that's right. You can't find his jersey either. Oh, and then they brought over this star shortstop that everyone in Milwaukee loves. Yeah, you can't find his either. So what are you doing, baseball? What are you doing? And maybe this is a website problem with them or whatever. I don't know. Either way, it's a problem. You can find a Lou Pinella no, Mariners jersey. Let's get out to Lee on the east side. 414-677-1250. Lee, what's going on? You can find a Lou Pinella. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'd prefer if you'd take it off speakerphone. I will. I will. Uh, thanks for getting to me. So yeah. Quick. Uh, I'll have a speakerphone. How's, how's this? Is this better? That is much better. Yeah, I turned the radio down, too, because you had something about the... Uh, by the way, I like your point about fan loyalty to the players. It's not heard often enough. Uh, in my case, there was a time when the Brewers were nothing but a, a minor league uh, supplier of talent to the Yankees. Do you remember those yeah. days? Well, I don't really necessarily remember it, but I, I get what you're saying. We gave up a wonderful pitcher to them that was 20-game automatic. Yep. And uh, other players. And, and as a fan, my interest went way down because couldn't even, you know what I'm saying. Anyways, I'm mad as hell about uh, what's going on right now because 
Okay, I can understand they can't afford Josh. But did they get anybody to replace the man at second base? Every time I watch a game, the guy at second base throws a lousy shot to the plate. This is the cutoff. Drops the ball on a double play. Where are we going to get rid of him? Yeah, no, I mean, Colton Wong needs to play better. They didn't get a bat out of it. What kind of a trade is that? Yeah, no, I agree. Lee, appreciate the phone call, man. Thank you. 414-677-1250. We need to work. Maybe that's on me. Now, he sounded fine when he was in the screening session, but maybe I need to be Guys, maybe we can pick our mouths a little further away from the phone receiver. Uh, <laughs> you can tweet I'm us sorry, at Lee. I'm sorry. We appreciate the phone call. <laughs> yeah, no, I do appreciate the phone call. I mean, he's right. Colton Wong has not cut it at second base, and the fact that you traded all this and you didn't necessarily get any bats to help out immediately, I hope Ruiz can come up and help you in center field sometime this year. That'd be great. But I'd rather have a proven commodity than trust a prospect to come up. I would have liked for them to find a way to move Colton Wong and Narvaez like they said they were going to try to do, bring back a major league ready catcher so you can have a second guy for the playoffs because you won't be able to have Pedro Severino in the playoffs. And then give yourself a spot to bring up Keston. Why not? Why is Keston not with this baseball team? So many questions about the Brewers. Josh Hader, unfortunately, heads to San Diego. And again, that's another one. You're going to miss Josh Hader. There was something so fun about Josh Hader running out to the mound when the ninth inning came on, the lights flashing at American Family Field, and those sort of things, and you're not going to have that. Now, the Brewers are a rare team that has a guy in the eighth inning that this season has actually been better than their closer, and he's going to step right in, I'd assume, and be the closer, and everything should be fine for the Brewers but I don't like where baseball's at, that the Brewers and other organizations are forced to say, you know what, we have to get something for this guy. We have to trade him. At some point, don't you need to take a chance and maybe see if these guys can work together with you and try and win a World Series? Why is it that every single time now when someone runs into the final year of their contract or the last two years of their deal, let's say, hey, let's get rid of this guy now so we can get something for him? Well, maybe sometimes getting something for him will be what you get on the field. You know, you got Josh Hader, and at the beginning of the year, he's the best reliever in all of baseball and one of the best in baseball history, and that's what you got. Are Gasser and those guys going to give you that sort of production going forward? Probably not. So I just don't know why, and this isn't necessarily just all about the Hader trade. This is just a philosophical thing because – you know, inevitably, a couple of years from now, you're going to say, last year of Woody's contract, do we trade him? Last year of Freddie's contract, do we trade him? Last year of Burns' contract, do we trade him? Why does everything have to be we have to get something for him when you might get top-level production from them on the field? Hey, Toby, speaking of guys that you're going to get, what do you feel about Luke Voigt? Ugh. Not a, not a fan? No. Well, he's coming to Washington. Gross. Bob Nightingale reporting the Nats will be getting Luke Voigt from the Padres. I don't like it. I don't. They were always going to want a first baseman because they don't have anybody to fill in, but it's just, it's nothing exciting. I'd love to see the Brewers trade for a bat today, but I don't think they're going to. He's on pace to set his career high for strikeouts. It was 142 in 2019, but he's got 110 right now. I'm going to be really disappointed if the Brewers only come away from this deadline with relievers because I don't think they made their bullpen better. I don't think they needed more reliever depth because I think you got to think that Ashby and Hauser go into the pen. And if your idea of saying, well, we helped out our team is the fact that instead of having just Hater in the bullpen, now you added Bush and you added Denelson Lamette and Taylor Rogers. Well, that's a step back because Bush is nice. Rogers has been pitching pretty poorly and Denelson Lamette is useless. A nine and a half ERA. And then if your idea is, well, we helped out bring the depth, so we'll, we'll be fine and our offense is just fine. And your idea is, you know what, Jonathan Davis and Tyrone Taylor are the perfect combo in center field. Well, I'm sorry, that's not good enough for me. I want something better. And you say, you know what, we'll bring on complimentary pieces to help out. Complimentary pieces? What the heck is that? Your entire team is complimentary pieces. You don't have anybody. Go get someone to help you out in the middle of that order. Go get someone. Why is Josh Bell on the Padres? Go find a way to get Josh Bell. 
Why is Andrew Benintendi not a Milwaukee Brewer for what they had to give up? Oh, you don't want to deplete your farm system anymore? The fact that you had guys come over from the Padres and they slotted in right away as your eighth and ninth best guys already tells you your your farm system sucks. So you should be willing to give up some of the guys that already suck. I'm not giving up Churio. I'm not saying that. I'm not even necessarily saying you have to trade Freilich or Weimer or Ethan Small. But come on. Go get somebody. And if we're going to do this thing, ship Colton Wong out of town. Try to start something with him. Get something. Bring Keston Hira back up to the bigs. I, I really don't get the direction the Brewers are going here. It, it really doesn't make any sense. Are you trying to win a World Series this year, or are you just trying to be good for decades and decades? If that's all you're trying to do, then you know what? I'll take a pass on watching this team every night and hoping they win a World Series. Because I'm just wasting my energy because I don't think you actually want to win a World Series. 414-677-1250. You can give us a call there. I'm Toby Altizer. That is Adam Roberts. It's Sparky's Midday Madness presented by the Milwaukee Admirals here on 1250 AM. The fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sparky's Midday Madness presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. On 1250 AM, The Fan, I'm Toby Altizer. That is Adam Roberts. Gwen Stefani acting like Mark Antanasio's PR rep. Don't speak, Mark. No words. <laughs> 414 677 beautiful mystery. 1250, you want to talk about the Milwaukee Brewers, this MLB trade deadline, some of the craziness that's gone down. Let's get out to Brian in South Milwaukee. Brian, you're on The Fan. What's going on? Hey, guys. Um, yeah, you mentioned about the move kind of seeming like a move to keep them competitive for the future and, and not for the now. And, and really, that does somewhat seem like that. I mean, let, let's put it this way. There's no way they would have traded three additional players, including their main reliever for Josh Hader, if that reliever was anywhere even close to what Josh Hader is. So, yeah, I mean, that's I mean, dead on. Some people are trying to say that, well, I mean, they got Taylor Rogers. It's not like they downgraded that much. You're exactly right. If they didn't think that, if they thought Josh Hader was just a slight upgrade over Taylor Rogers, then one, they probably wouldn't have done this deal. And two, they wouldn't throw in the three guys that they did with it. They are obviously telling you, we don't think that this guy's that great and we're getting a generational type closer who's just been in a rough patch, and Brewers fans will try to rationalize it by saying, you know what, Josh Hader's only a one-inning guy. He's not even actually that good. And Come on, guys. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, people on social media were already saying, well, there's only one save difference between the two. Well, there might be only one save difference, but there's a whole lot of difference in ability and talent there uh, between the two. And, and, you know, obviously, I mean, and, and the other disheartening fact is they didn't even get any of the top uh, prospects in the uh, Padres organization coming back. Mm-hmm. And they got some good prospects, but they didn't get like the top prospects. So really, what did you, what, what position did you put your team in there? I, I, I just don't understand that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Brian, appreciate the phone call. Yeah, uh, again, it just, and Adam, I don't know if we've necessarily gotten your full opinion on this either, but it's incredibly frustrating when you're a team that's in first place, you're trying to win a World Series, you have a chance to compete against some of these teams, and you go to the trade deadline, and what do we talk about? Let's upgrade the bullpen maybe, let's add a reliever, let's upgrade at center field, or let's bring in a third baseman, or even let's do nothing. I'm fine with all those. But instead, you made a move to look toward the future. Isn't the whole goal when you're in first place and you get to the trade deadline to improve your baseball team? And I don't think the Brewers did that. That would apparently be the case. We are entering a brave new world of Brewers baseball where at the deadline, we don't really know what they're going to try to do. You could have a 12-game above 500 record and decide that your closer who you've had for years, who has an established relationship with your fan base and who is at arguably the top of his game. I mean, I know he's had a rough stretch, but he's still an all-star closer. He has leads the league in saves for crying out loud. And he's performing admirably. Now we got to deal him now. Cause he's not going to have any value later. And we missed out maybe last year when he had the most value. So I guess it's time to do it now. Cause that just is how we do things. 414-677-1250. Let's get out to Ron on the South side. Ron, you're on the fan. What's going on? Okay, so uh, first off, I just want to start with a quick thought about the jerseys. I think the jersey thing in MLB really is that the teams have figured out you don't know who's going to be on your team from year to year. You don't know who the popular players are going to turn out to be. So you don't want to be overstocked with one jersey, and they can charge you more for the personalized jersey when you add it all up. And that's That's what frustrates me. They just want to make sense. That's what gets me right there. If you want to say that, and I think you're totally right there, you're 100% on that we don't know who's going to be on our team from year to year, so we don't, we don't want to stock up on all these things. Okay, that's fine, but don't make me pay an extra 15 or 20 bucks to go get Willie Adamas' jersey. Oh, don't make me spend oh, 15 or 20 more to get Corbin Burns. Well, what the heck? I, I totally agree with you. But the other, more, the other bigger point I want to make is, it's obviously, you know, listening to you talk to your last caller, it's obvious the Brewers have decided that we want to be the Rays rather than mm-hmm. be the Royals. I'd rather mm-hmm. be the Royals. I'd rather have two World Series totally agree. two for eight years till I can get back to the playoffs. Yep. But apparently, they don't think Milwaukee fans are mature enough to handle a rebuild. I guess they didn't notice when we were still drawing $2.5 million a year yep. from 2002 to 2007, yep. right? Yep. Um, you know, on. It, it, it really frustrates me. And now here we are at the deadline. You know, like you said, we're in first place. And, the, and they have made our bullpen worse. There's no other way. Even the one good pitcher we might have gotten in Bush, there are serious injury flags. There's a serious red flag in his criminal history. There is a, the, man, um, the man is not thrilled about coming to Milwaukee. Um, you know, these are problems. And, and now at the deadline, watch. Between now and the deadline, the two, is two big moves, and Stearns will tout them. Maybe if we're lucky, we'll dump a catcher for a single A player because we really can't. <laughs> we should not be messing around with three catchers. And, and the other thing we're going to end up doing is re-signing Brett Phillips, mark my words. And, and what kind of stuff is that? I mean, if Jonathan, if Jonathan Davis or Brett Phillips or three catchers are on your roster at 5 o'clock today, you didn't even try. You didn't even try to get better, you know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, this is about winning a World Series, and it doesn't seem like they're all in. It seems like they're more entertained with trying to make sure they're good in five years than they are about trying to maximize their chances at winning the World Series this season. And as a Brewers fan, I'd love for them to ask, and maybe we'll talk about this tomorrow, but I'm interested to hear, now that you've gone through this sustained success model, because we've talked about this on and off, you know, you talk about it just about, it seems like, every month here on The Fan. Would you rather have a championship or sustained success? You know, well, we had Brewers fans calling in saying, I'm so sick of just going to the playoffs now. It's about trying to win the World Series. Now that the Brewers have accomplished that, 
I don't know if David Stearns is 100% correct saying that the Brewers fans don't want a prolonged rebuild. I don't think they just obviously want to run into a prolonged rebuild just to do it, but if it's because you went all in and tried to win a World Series and hopefully got to that point and maybe won one, I think you'd totally be fine with that. Like you said, the Royals, yeah, let's do it. And even you brought up the Rays. Well, guess what? Even in, though it's a shortened year, they went to the World Series too. So why don't you try and do it? Well, and, 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 and you know, one other, one other thing about all this, you know, the Brewers' reticence to trade any of this current little generation of guys they have in the minors, these, these five outstanding outfielders and maybe Terang and Small, all I can say is the last group they were that reticent to trade was the Fielder, Hart, Hardy, Weeks, Braun group. Mm-hmm. Unless these guys come up and do exactly what those guys do, I will forever hold a grudge against this organization. And you know what are the odds of hitting on like five and six guys all at once like that? Not good. You should trade some of them. I don't know. Yeah, totally agree. Appreciate the phone call, Ron. Thanks. 414-677-1250. We're going to talk with Sam and Kevin coming up here in just a second to preview what's coming up on the Fan Afternoon Show. But real quick, let's get into let's get Joe from Kenosha in here. Joe, what's going on? Hey, Toby. Uh, thank you for being right on and for being honest and telling it like it is. I guess, you know, they pulled the rug out from under all of the Brewers fans. But what's the message to the Brewers team? Mm-hmm. I mean, didn't they just pull the rug out from all of the guys on the team? I mean, you heard Council on Sunday talking about the last 60 games being so very important and making a run. So Stearns just told the rest of the Brewers team, you guys aren't good enough to win a World Series. So forget the rest of this season. We're just going to go through the motions and we're going to plan for the future. So how do you feel the rest of the Brewers team feels about this? I mean, they're pros, but you just knocked the socks out of them. You just told them we're not good enough. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Totally agree. You're looking at this organization right now. You're looking at the team and you're essentially telling a locker room full of guys that are trying to have one common goal, which is that World Series trophy. And you're saying, you know what? We're trying to look five years down the road and improve. Well, guess what? If I'm one of these guys in the locker room right now, I'm looking at David Stearns and saying, guess what, dude? I'm probably not going to be here in five years. I'm already 30 or I'm 28 and I'm not guaranteed to be here in five years. How about we try and go for this thing while I'm in town? I totally agree with you there, Joe. I appreciate the phone call, man. Thank you. 414-677-1250 if you want to hop in. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get a preview of what's coming up on the Fan Afternoon Show with Kevin Holden and Sam Schmitz next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented by the Milwaukee Admirals on 1250 AM, The Fan. 1250 AM, The Fan. It is Sparky's Midday Madness, presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. I'm Toby Altizer. That is Adam Roberts joining us now. Sam Schmitz from the Fan Afternoon Show. He's pretty fly. Pretty fly. Yeah. What do we got coming up today for the Fan Afternoon Show? Why is it? Oh, hold on. I got you wrong. I got you. Hold on. Bart did the same thing this morning. Let me get this thing figured out. Wow, Toby. Wow. Figure it out. Let's try this one more time. How's that sound? Figure it out, Toby. What is this, amateur hour? Figure it out. Bart did the same thing this morning. I don't know what happened. I do it all the time. Uh, It happens. So what's coming up on the Fan Afternoon Show? Today on the Fan Afternoon Show, along with Kevin Holden and myself, uh, we'll obviously, so yesterday we were talking, it was all Josh Hader trade, obviously, rightfully so. We'll probably continue to talk about that, get a little aftermath and all that, but we got to talk about the Matt Bush trade that happened last night, too. Also, we got to talk about your boy, Juan Soto, and Josh Bell being traded to the San Diego Padres just because of how magneti- you know, how big of a deal that is oh for my all gosh. of baseball. Which, by the way, I did call Soto to the Padres. So yeah, yeah. I know, I know you don't want to hear that, but like when you know we're we get a lot of stuff wrong, but when we are right, we have to. Oh make yeah, sure you got to call it for sure. Right. Yeah, I mean, you called it way earlier. Right. I knew, I knew once that Hater trade went down and some of the reports that he would end up there, but right. you called it a long time ago. Yeah, so. that, that was before. Good Night, on you, man. That was before like Nightingale even released the team. Yeah, I um, said he'd st- stay in D.C. Hopefully, but you know. It is a Kim in the Void Judgment Day here on the Fan Afternoon Show today. Our Kim in the Void Judgment of the Day. Pretty simple, but I think it's what we obviously have to ask with the trade deadline. By the way, happening at 5 o'clock. Very excited for that. It'll be a fun show. 
We still have some more trades trickling in right now. David Robertson from the Chicago Cubs traded to the Phillies, and Tyler Maley from the Reds goes to the Minnesota Twins. So we'll have a bunch more trades. Still a lot of bats. Could the Brewers add one? Hopefully, Asking please. Guys, it's our Kim and the Boy judgment of the day. Do you expect the Brewers to do anything else before the deadline at 5 o'clock? And also, what do you want them to do? So we'll be asking that. We'll also hear from Matt LaFleur at 345. And then we'll take a quick detour from the MLB trade talk for a little bit. We'll talk about Christian Watson. Got to get Holdy's thoughts on that. So oh, yeah. Really talk Packers since he came back here. And then it is the one and only Bart Winkler of the Bart Winkler Show joining us at 430, right before the deadline, too. So nice. That'll be fun. We'll see if we get any trades that happen. Like, Just don't trade Bart. With us. No, I would never trade Bart. Bart is, you know, off limits. The untouchable. He is untouchable, as we like to say. Um, and then we'll also do some draft mockery with him right before the deadline and then talk about what happened about that. Also give you guys another shot to win four free Wisconsin State Fair tickets. Jonathan Lucroyer tires. Damari Carroll's and all of a sudden a Bucks mm-hmm. assistant coach. The Miami Dolphins are having their owners suspended. <laughs> what is going on? A whole bunch to talk about on the afternoon show today. Make sure you keep it tuned right here to 1250 AM. The Fan, the Fan Afternoon Show with Kevin Holden and Sam Schmitz comes up next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.